On today's episode of Solana Made Easy, there was a ton of different topics from what's currently moving in the market, a ton of highlights around Outcast Academy, the Vayner Media backing behind the project, and really where we feel that that social sentiment and social aspects of their content can push that project forward. In addition to this, we covered a bunch around one-of-one one art, where Playgrounds Waves project is, who Chris McCann, the founder, is, and exactly what generative art means in the space, and why Solana has not picked it up as heavily as the Ethereum side of the NFT space. We ended today's show highlighting a bunch of things around gaming and other topics from upcoming mints and projects that we're looking at from a secondary marketplace action and upcoming plays that we could potentially see get some volume moving down the line. If you want to tune into these episodes live Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern time at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter, but let's get into the episode. What is going on, NFT ecosystem? We're back again. Again, for another episode of Solana Made Easy, Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern time, talking all that sweet, sweet Solana Alpha. As always, market's been thriving. Things have been cooking. Still looking decent volume-wise. Nothing really took off today. We have sadly broken 100K on the 24-hour chart. Times are tough, man. Times are tough. Things may have slowed. We got crit- or, yeah, the critters down sub 20 looking at like 15 give or take i'm not sure what these so deads are also holding like 15 excited to hear if anybody's got some information on those mints today haven't been as electric on the soul side we did have azra take off looking at the first eth focused project that launched on magic eden's launch pad i'm excited for that was able to mint it shockingly still holding mine man an interesting day last night we had a, a little bit of drama on the timeline the two leading marketplaces were going back and forth tons of statements were made tons of claims were fired off we got to cover some of that then of course we had raj come over the top and say man it's great i don't see any drama on the timeline so that's always a ton of fun curious what his timeline looks like i wish i had that timeline for sure but man solana doesn't sleep neither do we manny how are you i know we got sans here because i first can't join so uh Invited him up to co-host as well on Frisk's alt. But uh, Manny, what's going on? Not a whole lot, man. I accidentally booted Frisk. That was definitely an L on my part. But um, yeah, I'm just looking at some stuff. Nothing too crazy. Nothing I'm that excited about. Uh, I was trying to get the Azra stuff, but I just I'm gonna wait for the post reveal dump, and then really that's it, man. Just kind of building some stuff on the back end on on my end for like secondary mints and like building a rubric that I'm almost done with, but that's pretty much it. When you say a rubric, what exactly are you building here? You're looking like a, a template for things that you want to consider on secondary? Yeah. So it's just like a, like a, almost like a template of like factors that I'm looking at and they're like weighted dependent on how much I want to weight each variable and like right now I have it. So anything over 60 points I mint and it's out of a hundred. So I have like two, I have like a secondary flips thing. I'm still trying to assign a point score to that, but like I have a mint rubric on like if I'm going to mint it or not. So I'm almost there. I'm excited to see how well this holds true and kind of how it plays into everything. We do also have running man up here today. I'm extremely excited to talk to running man about what he's been trading. How How's he been? My man, oh, I, how are you living? Yeah, man, I'm living, man. I'm living. Um, we're eating out here, to be fair. Um, I mean, uh, I was just listening to Manny um, talking about um, his point system, and I'm like, if I see something, I'm fucking aping it, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like, so, um, yeah. Um, just, um, I've, I've, I've met, a few, met a few waves um, trading the ranges on this um, 
A B C D gen today. Um, that um, it's like a it's like a gothic DJ type thing. They're doing A B C art. They got the Mickey Mickey D gods collab. So I've just been them trading that. Um, in general, um, just been doing a ton of trading and a ton of like you know big positions. You know um, when things are low and then just waiting for them to wake up. Um, I'm, I mean, t to be fair, the, the only thing really in the markets is this pre-sale, um, this pre-sale meta that's coming across where, the, where projects are allocating um, supply of pre-sale, and I'm like air-dropping it over the course of like 7 to 14 days, and it is affecting how, how we trade these markets, um, definitely. If, if you're aware of, I mean, I did tweet about this yesterday, but I mean, if you're aware of that pre-sale in motion, you can say there's going to be a constant drip of supply on floors with no liquidity. And um, if you're aware when that supply comes in, you can sort of like time your boys for when that pre-sale's being dropped. And then obviously, you know, you've got like a two or three day period where it doesn't get dropped, where floors recover. You can sort of trade it as well. Um, so yeah, um, that, that's basically one of the main things in the market I've noticed. Um, but yeah, apart from that, we've just been doing a ton, ton in the markets, um, you know, loads of different plays basically. Now, I know you're still crazy, crazy active as well. I've been seeing you trade a ton in the nifty discord dude i bought these hobo things today i don't know what the hell they are <laughs> the, the nifty talked about them degen hobos it's like some solve to earn i'm so excited to floor these for a loss at this point i would just i just need to buy something bro yeah you know what right that's why i was laughing at money because um i'm just dating on these <laughs> and, then, and then, those are the point, point 0.19 or point 0.2 and then i've gone to like point 0.11 and i'll fucking ape some more <laughs> so, yeah, i saw some boys coming in so i just bought some more like you know i think um you know they got at the end of the day they got a website <laughs> that looks nice that's good <laughs> yeah. a website you I know that's, that's better than that, some places yeah. Yeah, that's still got a Discord. I think maybe we might get a bounce on it uh, when something happens. Like, yeah, but um, yeah, I did see him in the nifty. I don't usually like um, ape on anything like, but um, yeah, I, I did jump in on them. Um, so um, yeah, I, I think we see a little bounce on them sooner or later. So I'll just keep them in the wallet till that happens. <laughs> now I will say I'm sad today because Manny and Frisk did not give me a random project name with zero context in the DMs right before the show. Because so far, man, they've been two for two or three of three with that. Those uh, 404 arcanes yesterday picked up like 30 of them at 0.5 and sold them overnight then the day before that there was something else i forget what it is at this point but if if i see something from either of them with no context at this point i'm just blindly buying and it's somehow paying off so i appreciate them doing the research for me at this moment because uh i'm not you know but other than that man i'm sans i don't know to call you sans or not frisk what, what's better here just let's just go with frisk it's that, that's the easiest way to go about things um shout out the alt account it's 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 Going to be breaking this thing back out again. But yeah, um, no, easy. I'm so surprised you made money off of those 404s. It's kind of sad when you're making more money off my own calls than I'm making off of what, I, what I'm what i shilling, which is, it's it, it's it's that kind of market. But, you know, um, I'm, I'm glad this one of us is cooking. But yeah, um, dude, the, the thing I think that I haven't seen anyone talk about on my timeline today is that now you can view 24-hour volume or top 24-hour volume for ETH and Soul on Magic Eden directly. Um, that was really exciting for me. I, I, lo I love having like a lot of that aggregated into one place because I swap between OpenSea and Magic Eden pretty pretty often, and now I don't really need to. Um, so like that's a win for Magic Eden, in my opinion. Uh, we can talk about the marketplace beef if we really want to get into that. Um, I know that like a lot of today for me, it feels like there was a big lot of ETH wins today. I, I, I know we're like we're all like Solana Maxis over here, but. I think that when you look at something like Tyler Hobbs's new collection that's sitting at a 19 ETH floor after raising 17 million, like you got to talk about that on top of the fact that Azure Games, which has been backed by big brain capital for the longest time, 
and A16Z just gave everyone like a free 10, 12 soul after reveal. Like, holy crap, I'm so pissed. I forgot to sub submit my wallet on there, man. Like, fuck, this is just an obvious winner. I, I might actually be, even be buying here, to be honest. I think that like, maybe not the right time in, in regards to macro, but long-term, definitely, definitely like lots of bullish things for Azure games over there. Like, I think there's a ton that they can do really well. But yeah, I think um, I also wanted to talk a bit about, what do you call it? NFT backpack. I know nothing about it and I've been seeing a ton. And then I saw that they're partnered with Lily uh, or Project Lily, with, which is Bungel's project. And I want to definitely get to know more about that. Yeah, I'm really excited for Lily and what Boonjil's done. The thing with uh, NFT backpack, I think they raised a $20 million round was the news that I saw today on that. Uh, and I'm not familiar with it at all. Shout out OX Admiral, who actually I think was the tweet that I saw around that. And I got to do more research from it. Manny, I think, has actually brought up the tech before. So I'm curious, Manny, if, if you've got any information on this, what exactly does it do? Are you familiar with this raise? Because that's some huge news. And I definitely want to cover the Azra piece. Because, dude, it was there was no gas war. I was shocked. They overallocated the whitelist. I minted for $4. It was like one of the best ETH mint experiences I've ever had. It's also probably the first time I minted an ETH NFT in like six months. But for something to go that smooth, I was almost like, damn. Is this what uh is this what ETH's come down to at this point? Like no gas and almost instant transactions? It's crazy. But Manny, I'm I'm excited to hear. Yeah, so um the backpack is the D gods hosted a space with uh backpack because they're all those guys were D gods. FTX is pretty big on it. A couple of the product guys from FTX were in there. And pretty much what it is is like those Lego bricks, right? So if you think of an NFT as like a bunch of Legos and you can just swap them out. Right. And like, say you like you were in a staking contract during a team's championship or Super Bowl run, they can airdrop you that shirt or like that Jersey. And then you can swap it onto your NFT. So it's like making them like mutable NFTs is like the easiest way to explain it. It's like a Mr. Potato head NFT is like the way I like to think about it. And like, that's kind of their tech and they, they can go back in time, right? So they can go to different timestamps of what your NFT look like. So if you wanted to go back and restore that, it, it's pretty cool. It was pretty interesting tech. I'll try and find that thing and I can pin it to the top. They're like hour long talk. Yeah. I would definitely want to hear more about it. I'm interested in a lot of those pieces you kind of mentioned there. Things like that, that tech is just sounds crazy. I'm now more curious though. Like, what happens to the rarity of the NFT if you're updating and changing it? Or does that metadata stay the same? Is it just purely visuals? You know, like, I'm, I guess I'm curious on that. Yeah, so I think it's going to be like the rarities just kind of stay in place, right? Just because of like that. It's more like the whole micro, like it's a, on a super micro product, like a niche product. It makes it even more micro niche because it's like you were holding it at that point in time. I think Fast has some more context on there. So we'll ask Fast Eddie. Yeah, I definitely want to hear from Fast Eddie in a minute here. The Deep, what's going on, my friend? Hey, Easy, how's it going? Uh, you, you, you know, you brought up uh, Manny and Fris giving you Alpha. That always hits. Uh, I know what Alpha Manny gave to me, but he brought up this project called Blatant a few days back on Discord. Uh, yeah, that was a huge L for me. Easy. Uh, and yeah, apart from that, I am not really trading anything today, Easy. I actually pulled out all the extra liquidity I had from the market because I'd rather, you know, give it to 
the people who will suck the liquidity in web 2 rather than influencers on web 3 so yeah just protecting my my money right now uh, we are in for some uncertainty for a few days because i do see uh, the narrative slowly shifting and and the volume slowly going down uh but yeah that's that's what's up man deep have you floored your portal yet uh no not not the portal easy oh okay, yeah okay. Uh, oh yeah i forgot to tell frist that i am not uh, solana maxi uh, frist i am an eth maxi so yeah man please don't put me in with you guys <laughs> he's uh he's since moved on has progressed towards the eth side of things speaking of yevin it's great to have you up here what's going on Yo yo, thank you easy. I'm not going to lie. I heard the word ETH and I just had to come up. Um, hi baby. Sorry, my kids are right next to me, so I'm I'm doing the dad thing right now. Um, but honestly, I wanted to ask because I don't hear about it too much. I heard like a little bit about it. The the dot tes thing is that like dead for you guys? Is there no volume there for you guys? And I'm just kind of curious on your thoughts about the the volume and just what's happening with the dot eats on the east side. Yeah, the dot soul stuff is probably I'd say quieted almost in full. Uh, we had like a 48, 72 hour window where those were flying. I know a few people are still like accumulating four digits. The three digits had some wild sales in like the 200 soul range, but it's really quieted down. I know you had mentioned too the uh, Arabic three digit numbers have pumped up to four eats for you. So nice hit on that. Definitely should have followed that tail to play. I have zero context, and I'm terrible at trading ENSs. There's a ton of people in the Nifty who uh, were aping like single emojis and made an absolute killing in this current run. So I'm completely lost in that atmosphere. Anytime somebody brings it up, their argument typically goes back to like the Solana phone and how that may be able to become like a phone number. And I just immediately go to what happens to the person who has 911.soul. I don't want to be that person. I feel terrible for them because it's going to be just an absolute disaster. Oh that's a that's a great response and honestly I don't think I'd ever use that argument if I was to try and like talk you know defend dot solar dot eth um but yeah I, I appreciate the the sentiment Non man I hope those uh those crazy other digits you got keep pumping there but fast Eddie my friend what's going on Hey what's up brother um I was actually just coming to listen I'm a big uh easy maxi but um i heard you guys talking about the uh i heard you guys talking about the trades and i didn't know if you were talking about our our protocol raindrops or not but i can probably answer your question and speak to a little bit about at least how ours is going to work as far as the rarities and trades go so um i'll just tell you real quick so we built those five contracts for solana gaming like the player contract the item contract so you know your nft can be recognized as a player in a game its traits can then be recognized as items that way you could you know store data like health attributes or um you know have like a gun or a backpack but you know there's not a, there's not a ton of on-chain gaming totally ripping other than like BR1 right now and a few others so we realize that a lot of these grown men like playing dress up with their NFTs it's kind of this whole thing right now so um we have this whole use completely built raindrops is built so we kind of turned it into like a beautiful dressing room and we called it boots because um <laughs> back in the day uh jordan was working on this with frank 
and uh, they were talking about you know building it for duppies at some point before we scrapped it and uh, we were like, well, we have that done already. So we're going to launch that with like 10 projects. And yeah, you'll be able to buy, sell, and trade rarities. You'll be able to mint rarities. So like, I don't know, like if you partner with like Ray-Ban, you can do like <clears throat> 50 sh- like fifty pairs of sunglasses or something like that. And then just go mint those and put them on your NFT and make it more rare. Now, some people are like, I'm immutable. Fuck that. Like, I love my art. And that's cool. You know, like, like that's, it's not for everybody. But for people that want to like change or do different things, it's pretty cool. So that'll be released this month and uh, oh, that's yeah. sweet can you can you leak a little bit alpha on what those 10 projects are that are using it or is that not disclosed yet um i don't think it would be fair to them for me to say it on a on a space you know what i mean but fair, we'll totally fair we'll definitely be uh you'll definitely know and they're definitely in projects that we all know and love and uh yeah it's just it's definitely really cool we tested it with the dumpsters we, we, we minted these dumpsters oh. and then you were able to like get these hoodies you got them in real life and you had the choice to put it on your panda or not some people didn't like to change their art they're like yo i like my fucking nft that's fine you know so those people just got the hoodie but it, it you know we updated it and people find themselves building like a rank five a rank rank four panda just from like doing it that way so it's cool like we tested it it works now we're gonna go ham with it and it should be fun. So, yeah, I just wanted to comment on that. It'll, in our version, it will affect the rarity. But, you know, there's definitely a version where it won't. And it's just kind of like off-chain, just kind of dressing and trade-chaining for the JPEG. That's what I was going to ask. Like, is there a yeah. way to make, like, basically make that decision as the creator to determine if it affects rarity or underlying metadata or not? Yeah, it's up to the project, right? Like, like one project only wants to be able to adjust the eyewear traits. They're just going to do eyewear partnerships, right? Because they don't want to change the jackets. They don't want to change the hats. So it's really customizable for how, however you want to do it. Um, for pandas, we're going completely nuts. Like, if you have three pandas, you can fucking swap everything. You can make a spaceship pirate crayon farmer with sunglasses smoking a joint doing a with the rolled up dollar you know it's like you can do whatever but some people are like no some people really respect their trade combos and you know we've gotten a little bounce back on that like people who saved up a lot of money to get um naked nfts or like you know three or four trade nfts and i'm like well anyone can just strip those down now so we had to build in a way to reward them for at least our particular collection but you know when they speak we listen if it's pissing them off we're going to do something special for them hopefully so yeah uh, i want to I share this. all that yeah, and I guess, Eddie, I do have a ton of questions around, like, Cupcake Protocol and some of the stuff with that. I know that you have a hand in that directly. It's something I'm extremely interested in, especially from, like, the IRL component in that aspect and some, like, overlap there. But yeah. I guess I'm, like, more curious, like, what's the rollout looking like for Cupcake Protocol for, I guess, more projects to use it, more iterations of it? I know the Lollapalooza thing was a massive success. Do you have metrics on how many wallets were created from that? Just like out yeah, of pure- 30,000 30, out of the 100,000 people. So that's like ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd. Um, so that, that was extremely successful. And then about two weeks ago, I, was, I went out to the Tommy Hilfiger fashion show and Tommy Hilfiger himself minted uh, NFTs for him and all his guests. And uh, they all use Cupcake, and it was all really easy, and it was super fun and crazy. It's, it's really been like a dream, dude. So the calls we have every day are nuts. And then, you know, no one's too big or small. It's not like you have to be Gucci to talk to us. I, I just had a call with a, a chicken finger joint in New York who wants to do it to give coupons to, like, people that ordered their chicken fingers. And then the next call was the FIFA World Cup. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's kind of the way it's going. You know what I mean? Yeah, was that Hungry Robot Chicken Club that's doing it? No, it was Stickies, I think it's called. Yeah, so okay, so it is the same one. So oh, Stickies partnered those with guys? them. Yeah, so it it was yeah, it was through that that group of guys. They're freaking awesome, you know. So they brought it up. We're like, yeah, you know. So like, 
people like that all the way up and all the way down, all the way across the board. It's really cool. So like it's built for normies, but if you're actually like like a collection, like you could go Mina Gen Two off of off of merch, off of anything. You can weave it into hoodies. It's just meant to make the experience a little bit better. So I don't know. You guys are gonna see it in uh, Lisbon. If any of you guys are going to Lisbon, every guest is gonna have an experience. Um, yeah, we're just gonna keep going, big as big as possible. You know. Uh, I love to hear this. I'm extremely excited for it. I've become like crazy bullish on like IRL events functional utility, stuff like that. Like anybody's is a project I continue to look at since it's pumped back up to like 25. I missed another entry on that shocker. But I, I just really enjoy this like burn to gain some form of IRL utility because I think that there is a big overlap for it. People do complain a lot about merch and a lot about some of these IRL experiences, but it's something that I like have started to open up to and realize like if we want more people in the space, a lot of people want something that they can touch and feel as much as they can look at in a wallet, you know? And that's where I think Remember, it's like a huge like- overlap. Do you remember uh, Monopoly at McDonald's? That's like a good example yeah. of something that you'd be able to do with Cupcake and like do it on chain and like people not even realize they're using NFTs. You know, things like that are the way I'm trying to think and like big treasure hunts and just a little outside the box beyond like your standard minting and upgrading. Like the web, the web three guys got it. Like if you guys, if you guys want to use Cupcake, you can go fucking nuts. Think about however you want to do it. We'll do it. But it's how do we get these other people into this Twitter space that like just from tapping their phone once, like it's gotta be sick. The experience has to be awesome. So like at Tommy, they got like an Andy Warhol, Tommy Hilfiger NFT from Tommy. You know what I mean? Like, like that thing's sick. Like I'm actually going to like hold on to that thing. I believe it or not, you know? So it, it was really cool. And the experience was like crazy. So like, it's not just about like, you, you can never just like make an NFT to make an NFT. Like there has to be a purpose and a story to it. So, like that whole experience in New York was like a whole story. You were greeted by like Andy Warhol, look um lookalikes they had like these blonde blonde uh, wigs on it was crazy and they were like hey come over here and you tap the wall grab a tommy nft it's a gift from tommy to you and we were just stood out of the way it's not like us sitting there shilling it like at like a ghetto web 3 conference it's like real life shit you know it was really cool yeah and i think that's the like the bridge the overlap it's the ease of it the management of it and just the ability to feel like you got something from attending you know that's now on chain an asset that can be traded if needed I also then like start to get interested in things where like freeze authority can come into play with that, where it can be memorialized to a specific wallet just for like a, a commemorative token. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that I can see the value out of it. And I'm just extremely excited to see more volume on that side of things and where it really goes. But it's also like the, the clothing aspect of it. Like if you own a hoodie that has the cupcake protocol tag on it or something like that, you also now have an access for like authenticity. And you can freeze it, right? So that means the hoodie is the NFT. So like, if, if like a girl borrows your NFT at night, that thing's hers. You know, it's so like whoever taps it last. We call that the hot potato mechanic. Oh we man, dude! Imagine scanning so, it, thinking it's yours, and it's just not. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, man, you got the right idea, and that's why I'm so excited to work on this every single day. It's like, well, I just rolled calls for like eight eight hours straight, and it was just awesome. And the people I talked to were just awesome. And we built it out on ETH too, because like these guys are getting their transactions uh, a little bit cheaper and figuring their stuff out a little bit. So we decided to go and build that for a few special clients, and now we can roll that out too. So it, it's for everybody, and you know, really awesome, man. Thanks for having me up here. No, nah, bro, you're welcome anytime. I love the conversation. Love the uh, the interesting dialogue on it all, man. You got a ton of insight. I definitely want to pick your brain some more on it. But M Mark, what's happening? Yeah, what's up? I'm not talking about the rain protocol. Just wanted to say uh, I've been, you know, doing a lot of less uh, engagement farming. Read about the AM, AMM, so now I know what it means, and I'm fucking bullish on that. Also, uh, you know, the Outcast Academy. I got another legendary, so please pump my bags. Uh, please, uh, yeah.
And Mark, you say that you're done with engagement farming, but the two group chats I'm in with you, you've sent your tweets multiple times. Do you care to explain yourself? No comments. Okay, that's all I needed to hear. Uh, great for you. Dude, I do like the Outcast Academy stuff. When I watched their intro trailer the other day, introducing their teachers, they've got a ton of cool stuff from like an entertainment perspective. And dude, I just, I don't want to fade VaynerMedia. Like they have, it's one of those things we've circled back on a lot yesterday. Like if your money is longer than mine, I'm way more excited to tail it and watch where it goes. And the entertainment value and just the production value of the clips and everything else that they've put out is where I'm just excited to see where it goes. I didn't even realize that you minted a bunch of commons for their collection and need to upgrade it through like shit posting and drama token. And that's something that I think is just a really cool perspective on it. It's like just encouraging more social engagement where we talk about it all the time, those social engagement triggers and what actually drives value to it. So I'm really excited to see the longer term play there and what they kind of continue to cook up. And Mark, are they creating like a full-blown TV show? Like what's their play outside of that? Do you know? No, not really. Uh, I don't know what their movies, but like I know they want to make the characters. They want to do something with the characters. Like those that have legendaries, I think they will be able to participate in the upcoming their plans they got. That's just what I know. I think they want to create their own content or something like that. So it's definitely around that. No, I do. I do enjoy that. I'm hoping to hear an M Mark voiceover in one of their upcoming episodes. Personally, I think that's a that's a win in itself. So curious to hear if anything happens from that. But Ruddy Man, my friend, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, just listening to that. I mean, I, I think um, augment, augmented reality as well is is you know a good use case for bridging Web three, you know, into real life, and you know, using NFTs to incorporate across the bridge. Um, you know, it makes makes sense to me. You know, like you know, we've already sort with Pokemon Go and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I'm just um, yeah, just thinking outside the box a little bit, like. But um, yeah, in terms of games. I mean, you know, still waiting for these games to land. I think I think people concentrate more on the NFTs and not so much on the games. And he, I mean, I mean, it's like Aurora's been building since pretty much I've been in Sol NFTs. You know, and the game hasn't even landed yet. You know, I, I think people, you know, that they, they spend they spend a certain amount of time on a game, they move on to another game. Um, you know, it becomes you know, then there's a new game. I think that these projects are thinking too much about actually just building one game and then like you know trying to incorporate everything into that. When really, you know, you know, if you look at the app store, you know, Apple, you know, the Apple app store, like there's there's new games springing up every day, and you know, one's one's up for two weeks, the other one's up for another two weeks, and I think, um, you know, I think if if, if if start thinking about that and actually transcending the NFTs across multiple game zones is probably the way to go, rather than you know trying to just concentrate on one, you know, world basically, and so yeah, a couple of different things. No, I like that call out too. I actually got to play an alpha of the Rooney versus game. And they've got like a battle royale type of game that's going to be mobile friendly. It was extremely easy to play. And clearly their development team has just been crushing on that. So I'm extremely excited to see when that rolls out. The iPhone also supporting NFTs and sure the, the statements like they're going to take 30% of the cut. I'm okay with that because they've been doing it anyway. And we still look at like tremendous fees on traditional Web2 marketplaces. Theoretically, that could come down. But it's more just getting a wider audience into the space. And knowing how big the mobile space is. That's where a win can be had for everybody. It's like one of those things, and I've said it a bunch, like the rising tides lift all boats. And that's exactly what you get with something like this. The iPhone's arguably one of, if not the most used phone. And the fact that now apps on that are going to be not banned for using crypto and NFTs is a huge win for the space and can provide a massive opportunity for upcoming projects, net new users, all kinds of different metrics that I've been starting to look at more and more and trying to figure out where it makes sense. And the first thing that comes to mind is going to be iPhone games. And just like you said, as these projects 
continue to roll out games, I think of stuff like Panzer Dogs, which comes from an existing mobile app game studio, ton of success already, that now can easily port something into that and just allow for playability. And also the opportunity to just leverage more integrations like crypto wallets and ease of that, of course. But I want to pass it over to uh, Simon. Simon, my friend, how are you? Hey, what's up, Easy? Um, yeah, man, I just jumped up because I heard you guys talking about Outcast Academy. And uh, I just wanted to plus one that, shout them out as well. I, I um, Man, I linked up with them probably like a couple months back. And I was super impressed with their... Um, with like just meeting the two founders. So a little bit about them. They had a startup in the past where they were able to generate like, I think over maybe like a million followers on a TikTok account. And it was a startup that was successful. I think that's probably how they got tapped in with Gary V. And now they're backed by uh, uh, Gary V as well. So yeah, just like an interesting project. I think at these prices, like if you have a medium to long time horizon, I think these founders are... Um, have a pretty high likelihood of like sticking with a project long term and kind of seeing the vision play out. I was also really impressed with the video they made for cats. I don't know if you guys saw that principal video with cats. It was fucking dope. Dope as hell. I haven't seen it, but I just, I laugh my ass off every time principal Limbrick pulls up somewhere. The guy is just great at that acting role and just absolutely crushes it. All of their content is just so well done. And you think of these projects that like have a higher likelihood of rugging or vanishing. And this project had issues at mint ended up just airdropping the rest of the collection and just kind of running with it the best that they could. And for me, I was like, that's like a great way to reward the people that were minting and were back in the projects right away. And they're still rolling out content. Like in, when you think of like content in that perspective, it's a free marketing vehicle. You're getting in front of people, you're showing images, videos. It's not token gated. That alone is a marketing effort. And they're so active on social media that I just, it's tough for me to fade something like that. I do hold, I think like five still. And for me, it's just to your point too, it's, it's a VaynerMedia backed project. We haven't seen that in the Solana space. So f- there's just a bunch of factors around that where I'm like, this is starting to make more and more sense. And I think it's just like a, becoming slowly like a sleeper in my opinion. And I'm excited to see how it plays out. I loved their intro video. Like it was just hilarious for all the various teacher roles. And it's, it's just such high production. You don't get that a lot. And if you do, it's usually animated, not live person. So like that factor alone, I'm like, this is so cool and very well done that I'm excited to see where it goes from here and what they kind of continue to cook up on that perspective. But I want to pass it over to Manny. Manny, what's going on? Yeah, just to touch on their like previous Web2 experience, one out of every seven videos they made went viral. And I'm more interested in like the post-legendary upgrades, like what's going to be the spenders on the drama token. But right now, dude, these drama things are cooking, dude. Like drama is kind of expensive and there isn't that much supply. And the way that you earn it is by shitposting. What's like, drama at? It was like at 0.003, but you get like 100 for every like engaging post that you make, right? So like you're getting like these like small little wins and they add up. And the other thing too was um, they had a challenge. Uh, like they do challenges like every week. They'll be like, oh, if you post a, your web two self versus your web three self and it's like an old, awkward high school picture of yourself, then you get more drama like airdrop to you. So it was one of those things that they're basically coaching you on how to become an influencer without you knowing that you're going to become like a like high content producing influencer. So it's pretty cool. I'm pretty about it. I hold eight. I have two legendaries. And Mark, I'm coming for you. I'm going to buy two more right now. And Panzer Dogs are looking nice, dude. The beta is getting released, I think, next week. And um, yeah, I'm excited for Panzer Dogs. I'm definitely excited for Panzer Dogs as well. I mean, like, dude, I think their game studio got bought out too. 
I'd have to double down and take a look at that. But that's one thing that I was like, this makes the most sense. I keep looking at metrics of like mobile users in the Solana ecosystem, and that number's high for sure. And I think that's a win too. So like when you start to consider those things where like there's overlap there, I still think gaming hasn't fully boomed yet. And I still think that the mobile aspect of it all is still being overlooked. So that's like two different things that I'm extremely bullish on that I think have a ton of potential. And when you kind of combine those things, it does look like there's a huge opportunity for it. They did just open up some multiplayer aspects. I do stream games with kicks every Thursday. And that's one of the ones on the the ever-expanding list we're excited to kind of dive into and check out more. And when they minted, they they ran up because people just looked at the, who the backing was and what the studio was with successful games. And just having that experience is a huge win because it's not net new. But I want to pass it down to Luke. Luke, what's going on? I was just going to comment on the V friends because I have two because I normally normally don't speak on this because I'm not a big Solana. I'm trying to learn. But this is interesting out of Gary. He says some of the things they're developing are really not for a lot of the key V-Friends holders. They're like doing stuff just to expand the brand. So they just partnered with someone that makes like $400 hoodies out of like Chinese silk. So they're really doubling and tripling down on just expansion. And they're saying even like it might not be for their core audience, which is interesting. I don't know if that's going to work or not, but that's what's going on in the V-Friends Vayner space. Yeah, and that's what I'm most interested in because this was like the first V Friends public backing, even though they didn't tweet about it. But the fact that they let them put their Vayner Media on the website and openly state that they were backing it, I was surprised about that because Gary has said he has a Phantom wallet. I believe he does have some Solana holdings, but he's not very vocal about those. And this was like very clear that they have some interest in an ecosystem outside of ETH and even outside of V Friends themselves. So I was talking to AJ on a space that Magic Eden had hosted. And I probably should have brought it up because that was this is a topic I'm like really interested in, like how they found it, what led to it. But it sounds like it was that TikTok opportunity. They're crazy, crazy on board with like social media and what's happening and new in the space and trying things. So it is it is great that I think Outcast is getting some love here because like they've been in spaces, they're active. I think they I think I can say with some confidence they make everybody laugh. And that's that's tough to do, especially in like this relatively dark crypto space we're in right now when prices are going down. But I want to pass it down to uh, Anuji. Anuji, what's going on? Is that me? Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce the name. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no worries. Andrew, but yeah, sorry. I just have to double Andrew? check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I was brushing my teeth. I heard it and I had to, I had to pause. Um, first of all, I want to say, I don't know what a Brummy accent's doing here, running man. I've never heard a, a, a Brummy accent. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard a Brummy accent in NFTs. That caught me off guard. I thought Brother, Jack I'm, Grealish I'm, was I'm on Ad- the space. <laughs> I'm out here 100%, dude. 365. <laughs> But yeah, um, more on just everything. I mean, uh, I've been here for, for way too long in this space. And just on people kind of backing what Gary Vee does, I say be careful like what you guys wish for. Because I mean, I backed all his plays last July in the bull run and like every single one went to zero, like without fail. Like Koala Intelligence Agency. He I'm said- not saying back his trades, but I'm happy to back that guy's money. You know, like that's where nah, I'm like, get, hey, get, if you're like- dumping funds, I'm not going to fade it. Nah, I get like, it's a weird one because I think if, you know, I feel like V Friends and, and what he's building and what his name's directly linked to, I think he, you know, I think it is a bit of a no-brainer with this guy. But on the other plays, I think he's he's slightly, if you're someone buying it, like, I mean, I don't know much about Outcast, so I, I can't comment on it. And I'm not going to fud other people's bags just because Gary V's in it. But I just think he's he's very... I think he kind of underestimates his power in the space a little bit. So I think that the entry point that a lot of people get on these projects isn't correct. Like, I mean, I know personally that's exactly what happened to me. I don't know if any of you were here when he started shilling the crypto skulls. 
Oh, yeah. The historic NFT that pumped those things to like four and a half ETH for like a six hour period. Overnight, like overnight, it went from 0.15 to 4.5 ETH and now it's crashed down to being worthless again. That's what I mean. Like he had good intentions, but it just became the biggest pump and dump I've ever seen. I think I lost like 8K overnight on that bad boy. Like I could buy a The God now. Instead, I've got a fucking sappy seal. (laughs) <laughs> hey don't fade wob man that guy is a demon on the timeline i've never seen somebody onboard an army of people to cardano with such speed only nah, to then yeah. immediately tell them it was a terrible decision i'm joking i love my sappy seal wabs a go this guy is so he's he's a genius in terms of doing what it is also like i made me realize when you actually try and think of there's not many project founders i can i can name off the top of my head you know he's one of them um obviously frank's another but like their presence in the space is crazy and it always correlates to like community support and stuff so yeah don't fade wob i completely agree and shit you can buy a sappy seal with solana now i was actually looking at it the other day stopped myself it was like 36 soul i still forget that shit over there man is so expensive in comparison uh when we're used to just trading like five to ten range i'm like holy shit yeah, bro, like people on Solana freak out about like a 0.5 soul change. Like that, that is negligible in ETH. Like they spend that on X. I mean, bro, I remember the days when I was trading on ETH in the bull run. I was spending $200 a pop on gas fees. I spent two on grand the- on the other side, man. And like, that's oh. just gas. You know what I mean? Like, it, bro, dude. <laughs> I, do, were you, any of you here when you got the, the gas dial? That shit. Yes. The yes. worthless stuff. Bro, I, I, I spent, it came out, I spent eight and a half grand on gas. Do you know how fucking obscene that is? I could have bought like a Nissan Micro or some shitty car for that. Instead, I spent <laughs> that on imaginary gas. Oh, it's absolutely nuts to think about like those metrics like that. And then you look at Soul and it's like, if a project right now came out and said that their mint was five Soul, which is about $150, they would get fudded to oh. absolute hell. Like they would oh. get torched. They they say it's unjustifiable. You you if you, you could launch for five soul and promise about fifty souls worth of value and you still wouldn't mint out. Yeah, oh a hundred percent. Like you I think could, Rifters you, is, is minting at ten soul. And the only you, thing I've said is do the only feedback is do they think we're rich? Like that's the only it doesn't no one's looked at anything they're trying to do. It's just like, yeah, yeah do they think we have money? Like what are they trying to do with bro, this? You you could get rev share into Warren Buffett's personal portfolio <laughs> and offer it for five soul and these brokies would still save it it's too much like oh, it's bro, it, i'm like, one of those brokies like i'm right there like bro if you told me that this thing was give, if you told me that i could get 10 grand worth of gold for five soul i would tell you to lower the mint price yeah bro they just they just go make it degen mint and put it on launch my <laughs> nft <laughs> i can see that you've uh, familiarized yourself with the solana space which i, I love to hear it because this is absolutely hilarious so no, nah, I appreciated the ton of, uh, and bro, it's so funny because you're not wrong at all. And I just think like the Just Apes Mint, which at the time was a $500 mint and ended up pumping to like 14 soul right out of the gate. And the only feedback that even myself was like, this is absurd, 10K collection, five soul. But their marketing was so heavily ETH targeted that it was so clear what they were doing. They knew yeah. five soul to ETH was nothing. Five soul to soul is a mountain. Mm. Nah, I, I really like Sol. Like, I, I prefer trading on Sol, if I'm honest. Like, most of my holdings are now in Sol Bar, Sappy Seal. It's just, it's more fun. Plus, it's cheaper, so it's just easy. But, like, it is still ridiculous. Like, also, just the, the amount of projects that pump out of nowhere with so little liquidity. 
like 20 grand moves the market on Solana like nothing else. Like oh, every yeah. floor is so thin. Like you, you can see why all, why influencers are on uh, Solana and why they're, they're, they're exclusive alpha DAOs, which is just a couple rich motherfuckers do so well. Like like oh, one call is 100%. Like yeah, you can it's, run it's, it's run nuts. There's a few. Uh, there's a few mutant apes. I think that have uh, started to pump some soul projects themselves and are giving some kudos and pats on the back for when they get a 300x, not realizing yeah, no that their wonder. mutant could buy uh, 15 projects. Yeah, no, like, bro, like, like you can't even deep like how broke Solana is. Like, the, All right, if the we gods get was it, bro. Trade, if the gods was trading on ETH, it would it would be worth exponentially more. I mean, I'll, it, just, I'll just jump in because I tried on Solana. It is, I mean, yeah, for the for like the, the normal people. I mean, if you're an experienced trader, I mean, me personally, I'll probably trade ETH levels on Solana projects at the moment, um, especially especially on a seven day to fourteen day horizon. I can get in some some sort of volume um, pretty stably. Um, that would be akin to probably ETH, probably you know, sometimes in a bull run. I mean, you know, sometimes I got 100, 150 soul positions on mm-hmm. like a seven a seven, seven day horizon. I mean, um, I'm not going to go get on um, too much on Gary V's case because I still still got to thank him for that tweet. Uh, you know, I remember seeing a tweet at two p.m. on a, one sunny afternoon about World of Women, and managed to get on that um, back in the day, and that worked out quite well. But he's um, he's sort of like anti-trader in the NFT market. You know, he's more like you know he's anti-trader, and uh, he needs to understand that you know that we provide liquidity in these markets. You know, without traders, without liquidity, in these markets, there's just no confidence there. For, you know, you know, if there's no no flaws, if there's no you know, if there's nobody to pick up somebody's sale, um, confidence just leaves the market. Um, I don't know if he understands that properly, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, but I won't go on too, too much because you know I did get on that world of women um, tweet. Um, middle of, in Speaking last of year. the funds on ETH, a uh, a hoodie ape punk just sold for three thousand three hundred ETH like thirty seconds ago, which is four point four million dollars. So like clearly the money's different over there. I don't think yeah. that's ever going to change. <laughs> Yeah. But I, I just think like when you get mass adoption and a lot of people hate that word, it's not going to come from a space where you have exorbitant transaction fees and a much higher underlying token. And I think it is why we're just seeing more and more adoption on Solana. So I'm totally fine with it. It's a trader's paradise over here. The speed mm-hmm. of the transaction, the hundredth of a cent transaction costs, it makes it way more fun. Yeah, for sure. Also, like shout out. I mean, I, I don't own many, but um, shout out to, uh, I think it's called Acer Trades setting up good morning as good morning as or however you say it like oh gmers yep yeah gmers whatever um like if, like i just thought a fifty thousand collection is genius and like you see like the amount of people that can afford it but, but probably wouldn't be able to otherwise and still have that same kind of community effect i think is awesome no, like, that was like a crazy social experiment too, yeah. to be honest and just seeing it almost hit one soul with that collection supply was, was insane crazy. to me. Like that's insane. There was sales over like five, six sold for some of the one of ones, and I faded the hell out of it because I was like, I don't know how sustainable a fifty k collection is when we rarely even have fifty k daily active traders. And that was just a, it was it was awesome to see. Like clearly there was an opportunity there. People rallied behind it, and it just shows the power of like social media. And when people are changing their PFPs and kind of running with that, that floor price has like direct indication of it. For sure. Also, it's just fun. Like in a bear market, like a free min, like. You're giving 10, 10 min spaces out like it's just fun and like I mean it's, it's probably made him a bag like I'm I'm not naive like I know bro it's probably breaded from it now but like, so like I think it's been a net positive for the space 
Oh, for sure. And it got a ton of new people in. It was uh, just that massive supply, I guess, is a win in itself. But Frisk, what's going on? Okay, so first off, before I get into it, whoever just swept Outcast Academy up to like 1.4, uh, I'm, I'm going to blame this space for it. Manny and everyone else for shilling it. You guys know what you did. But I am one of the people who will scream from the top of the rooftops that it's important to be cross-chain, not just simply on one chain. And I have been very vocal about it for a long time. And I can't stress enough the like the money on ETH is built different, guys. Like we had a project today, like the project today, like Tyler Hobbs's fucking project is sitting at an 18 and a half ETH floor right now. And Mint, there's like up five ETH, bro. Five like, ETH. It's it's so crazy to think about. I know that like I know that like the risk reward may not always be there, but like the the capital that just gets deployed is insane over on those parts like easy you just did a 4.3 million sale i think that's the highest sale in solana ever has only been 2.2 million i think like we, we cannot underestimate like, what was that for was that an smb it was the skelly skelly king smb yeah there's never been a sale for i don't think there's ever been another seven figure sale actually on solana i think that's uh, the that, only one uh double gold the dylan helmet d god i thought that, was oh that was a record solana sale not usd value yes yeah correct. yeah yeah, 200k only for that one. But um, no, no, nothing got above the King Skelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Solana or USD either. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, because the King, King Skelly was 13,000 soul, and at the time, soul was like I don't know, like 250, like 250, 200ish. It was insane. And so, like, when you compare it to these things, actually, uh, easy. I'm gonna ask you a question because this Tyler House project has a lot of my interest today. You actually picked up something that I'm super bullish on, which is a playground waves. What was your purchase behind? What was your reason behind like getting it today of all days? Dude, I actually bought JS's, and I'm so pissed I did because Get I would have just. Get the fuck out of here. He messaged no me. Way. Was like, I think you just bought mine, and I was like, damn it, dude. If I knew it was yours, I would have DM'd you and told you I'll give you half off for it, and he would have taken it because he was just. It was on the floor. It was a multicolored one, and I didn't want just like a solid color one. But I got a DM from somebody who mentioned this to me, like I think it was two days ago. Was like, hey, take a look at this. Let me know your thoughts. And I've always been a fan of Playground. And like Epoch was a mint from, I think, November last year that I talked about. And it actually had like a decent flip potential. But there isn't any like AI-based art on Soul that's really gotten like mainstream traction. And these just remind me of like Chromie Squiggles. And a lot of people like say that that's a negative. But this person, uh, it was, I'm going to air it out. It was 4112 Oyster who actually DM'd me. It was like, check out this article. Let me know your thoughts. And it breaks down why it's different than Chromie Squiggles. And it's backed by Chris McCann. He was a creator of it, who was a seed investor in Seoul and FTX. So like once I finally did my research on this damn thing, I looked at the floor price. It held three for like three and a half months. It doesn't get a ton of volume by any means, but I'm totally fine. I've been a big fan even more recently of like art on Seoul. And if there's going to be a generative art play, it's in my opinion, going to be one of the first ones that had launched and they just look cool. Like I, I'm not going to buy a Chromie Squiggle ever, but this is damn near the closest thing in Solana's version of it. Awesome creator behind it. Huge name in the space when you actually break down what they've done with Solana and FTX. And I just like the price point for like what I saw. So I was like, all right, it's literally the floor one that's a multicolored and rank like 100. So I was like, all right, I may as well just grab it and just forget I own it. Dude, yeah. Like I, I, I remember we, we discussed it on like a space like a long time ago about like generative art. And I, I'm super, super bullish on generative art when I look at things like art blocks on ETH. Like one of my business partners actually like wrote a whole article on this about like breaking down Fidenzas, Ringers, Archetypes, all of which are sitting, sitting at like above a 10 ETH floor. And like, I know you said you're never going to buy a Squiggle. For me, a Squiggle is one of those NFTs that like, I, I, it's a goal of mine to own. I really want to own a Squiggle one day. I think that like, they're so fucking cool. And I think that like, they're going to have a place in history in regards to NFT, like 
art and technology in general. But that's the thing is like, we haven't seen that sort of breakout yet in regards to something on Solana. Like we see a lot of one-of-one art with what's going on here. And I, I actually did talk to Oyster as well too. He, he dropped that out, that same offer for me. Yeah, I had I, to, I had to add on, I saw him request Oyster. I oh. did not mean to air you out, man. I just, <laughs> I'm sorry, forgive me, but the alpha was there. Listen, that, that yeah, no worries at all. Thanks for having me up. Love the show. And um, yeah, I, I have been messaging you guys about this because I think it's a great play. I mean, in a lot of ways, Soul will, f- will follow ETH moves, but just late. Obviously, we're ahead in certain aspects, but you know, Solana just hasn't had its generative art moment yet. And we see one of you know, one of ones popping off, you know, we're doing well in the PFP space, but there are no uh, kind of pure play generative art projects on Solana with the exception of playgrounds. And uh, I've been a collector there for a number of months and uh, <clears throat> it's just a great project. And like you said, I'll just throw out a couple things. It is founded by Chris McCann, who, I mean, this guy may be the most modest guy in the space. He, I think he was one of the first seed investors in Solana. I think he was actually on the Ethereum. I don't know if you, you call that an IPO, but he was in on that and then seed rounded um, FTX. So he's an OG in the space, but he doesn't get a lot of attention because he kind of stays a little more quiet. But um, yeah, it's a great project and I'm glad it's getting some attention. Yeah, and it was just like a, a recipe for success on the one I wanted too. Like I looked at the floor, saw there was like a solid orange one, solid pink one, solid purple one, and then the multicolor got beyond floored sub six. And I was like, all right, this has got to be a sign for me to just grab it. They have sales like every two to three days, so it's not liquid by any means. But I, I just like this to tuck away. I think this is one of the things too where I'm tempted to even just like get a digital frame or a print of it just because it looks cool and it gives me those chromy squiggle vibes like this. I'm not a huge art guy. I've said it all the time. Like art in general, I don't really care what the art of the JPEG is, but something about these, man, I just really do like. And like the motion picture aspect of it is cool. AI generated, that article you shared that kind of breaks down the difference between these and squiggles. I was like, oh, this is sweet. Like this makes a lot more sense when people are like, isn't this just a ripoff? So I'm excited for it. Uh, In general too, like Playground hasn't had a drop in a while. So if they start ramping that up again, that's where attention could come into the space. Having Chris be the founder of it too, I think is a big aspect to this that a lot of people overlook and that's where it just kind of it clicked when you had messaged me so i appreciate the hell out of you reaching out glad i responded to it and i glad i finally acted on on some research somebody else had done yeah i appreciate that i just want to add one last thing and and that's right i mean solana hasn't gotten a lot of attention from generative artists so also there's not maybe enough collectors on solana looking for generative art so it's kind of a chicken in the egg problem where they're looking for their next artist and they're trying to attract some artists. They got close on one guy, but he ultimately went with art blocks instead, but that was in the final stages. So that's why the third drop has been delayed a little bit. The second drop was by echo 33, who you can check him out on Twitter. He's a legit recognized, um, generative artist. He was, I think featured in Forbes as uh, you know, at art Basel, so he's a big name in the space, but again, Soul just has no attention or hype on generative art. And um, I think that's one of the reasons I like this play because there's no attention in the space at the moment. If we believe in Solana, I think we could see attention flow there. So um, 
Oh, and then the last thing I'll add, one other cool thing that Playground does is they buy with treasury funds, one of one art, you know, stuff out of maybe some collector's price points, um, buy it and then they fractionalize it and then they distribute those fractional tokens to the holders of Waves and Epochs. Yeah, so clearly they're still trying some stuff. The low supply is an interesting play too. And when I actually saw Depeche Node, who does the Node Mode art podcast on the Nifty, buying into John Lay's GM piece, I was like, okay, so slowly but surely, we're going to continue to get traction in the one-of-one space. We had a few people up yesterday as well, and even this morning talking about exchange art. And exchange art's blown away all of their targets on what their goals are for potential uh, trading volume, secondary volume, etc. So there is certainly interest, but it's still in its infancy. So that's where I'm like, if something's quiet, I feel much better playing into something. And this is like one of those perfect examples where I'm totally comfortable spending six soul on it when soul's at $30 and tucking this away, especially knowing that on soul and art, when that was the main marketplace, these were up over 20 and looking at the historic chart on magic Eden, it shows a peak at 16. So like clearly they've had some wild volatile price action. And I think that is because they haven't had a drop in a while, but if those drops ramp more attention goes back into it and people start circulating back to that first drop of this collection. So I, I like the play here. I'm excited to be a holder of it. I'm excited to kind of tuck it away and forget I own it and kind of just put it in that, uh, my art wallet as well. But I want to pass it over to Running Man. Running Man, what's happening? Yeah, I mean, just look, I mean, I spend a lot of time in um, Discords and in, in Solana communities. And if you just think easy that the people are different, um, you might be, you, you, your certain style is either suited to one blockchain or the other. Because, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll say, I'll, you know, I speak to a lot of ETH people and they can't comprehend that we can pretty much hold something for five minutes and just instantly flip it. And then, you know, I'll, I'll speak to a lot of soul people and they can't comprehend that these guys have been holding an NFT for like two years. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if, I don't know if it's, it's just a, a, I don't know if it's a mindset or if it's just that, you know, one blockchain works better for one and one but it works better for the other. I mean, you know, if you're looking, you know, our, our volume is, you know, it is starting to get higher than ETH now. Um, you know, I, I think our trading styles and very different I, I, I know a lot of people if people have tried to come out here and they flap about in the markets and you know like you know fish out of water um i suppose if we went over there the markets and you know a lot more slower and you know the, the, the time horizons and different do you think that is there a way of integrating that sort of patience into the solana blockchain do you think um or do, or does it just apply to just the eye level like google types who you know buy these and all them um, what do you think that's a tough question. I think that there is opportunity for the space to kind of mature a little bit more when it comes to the art play and what happens there. But I just don't know if we're fully there yet. And I think that we are progressing towards it because we are seeing this like record volume of exchange art and of these places where people are getting more comfortable with it. Like when there's an open edition drop on exchange art, the soul trades and nifty are insanely active for a flip on it, which shows yeah, that they're aware, that market, <laughs> yeah. but they're aware that the market exists. And the fact that flips exist means that there's certainly buyers at a higher price point who we're not able to mint. So I just think it's still early in that space. And we talk about it a lot too on like the morning show. There was a lot of questions today on the Solana one of one scene and like the, the art play. And we had like a week where I think we talked to a ton of different artists about stuff that they were creating and just a ton of interest there for an extended period of time. The sustainability is a good question. Like, is it going to be able to be sustained? But I think as more users continue to understand that Solana does have a thriving art scene on this side, People don't care what the underlying token is for that fine art. Like Tezos has a massive, massive art scene where people buy and collect pieces from that and are huge fans of it. And I think that that's just a progressive aspect of it 
when a lot of people understand Solana has the cheaper costs for transactions and all those benefits, it's going to lead to more people stepping into that space. Yeah, I mean, I've spent spending a lot more time looking at Tezos artists because I think that they could be the ones who cross over into the Solana space and start, you know, dropping collections. To be fair, so I am getting myself up to date with them, the Tezos art scene, because you know I think the natural progression is them to to move over to Solana, start launching collections, you know, on our blockchain. And we are also seeing like more ETH artists start to transition over as well. And I had even mentioned like there's a bunch of people who use like pen names or pseudo names on this side that people believe are from the ETH side that just don't want to dilute their brand but still have the exact same art style. And if that those names start dropping that they're on this side, those people who collect them on ETH are not going to have an issue buying those same kind of arts for a much cheaper cost on another blockchain. So I, I just think it's a time game. And if you're comfortable holding something for an extended period of time, it might not be a bad place to park some pump, uh, some funds. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll agree. I think if the market matures, I think um, we start seeing adoption of um, you know, one-on-one art and you know, long-jit, art, etc. So yeah, I completely agree to be fair. No, 100%. I want to pass it over to David. David, what's going on? Yeah, I don't think we could discount the effect of Magic Eden adding, Magic Eden adding uh, ETH to Solana. Uh, I think Solana's been kind of in a bubble and it's, I was shocked today how few people in the Solana space have even heard the name Tyler Hobbs. Uh, even influencers and influential people in the space have never heard that name. Uh, that's like probably the most famous name in, in uh, uh, generative art NFTs or just even NFTs in general. Um, and, you know, even now I, I hear people asking like, oh, what's like the utility and like that they did a fundraise and these kind of things. And th it just shows that we're kind of stuck in this like one NFT goes one NFT bubble and our imaginations have, haven't gone beyond. But I think this is a good kind of like catalyst to get people's uh, creative juices flowing. Um, I came from the East space. I was minting all the art blocks. They're probably all zero right now. But even when I first came to Solana, um, one of the first airdrops I got was from a validator. I think it was called Chorus One. Uh, and they, they dropped, they airdropped a generative piece of art for all of their stakers. And I thought, okay, this is going to be a very similar space to the ETH NFTs, but it completely didn't turn into that. Um, I, I have a friend at, that has a company called Gallery that all of the top, you know, art blocks people use this website for displaying their art, networking, these kind of things. And for the longest time, like back since like January, I was telling them, hey, you guys should add Solana support. I think people would really want to use it. And they didn't want it because they thought that uh, to say it nicely, they look down on Solana people. Um, and I've been trying to convince them for a long time. Myself we just heard Andrew call us poor for like 15 minutes. So clearly, uh, clearly they do. Yeah. The, the word he used was Philistines. Um, you know, we're just animals that don't can't understand and appreciate art. We're just, you know, buy something for one, sell it for two. Um, and not gonna lie, we do kind of act like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know for sure. Maybe different chains are good for different things. Um, I'm not completely bullish on generative art coming to Solana. Like, why would it be on Solana? It could be on Ether. It could be on Ethos or on uh, Tezos. But who knows? This, this, we're still early. It's still a small space. If we grow the space 100x, who knows what the culture is going to be? No, I completely agree. I do think that there's opportunity for it. It's just going to come down to like where there's eyes. Like artists want to create things that can be seen. And once a lot of them understand that there is a massive art scene on, on Solana and one that's growing rapidly... That's going to lead to more adoption, in my opinion. I, th I just think it's a time game. But you list about what's oh, happening. I, I do, oh, sorry. sorry David, I, I do want to throw in one little thing. Um, if you guys don't know about generative art, do some research on it. It's actually amazing. I think the reason it works on ETH is because it 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 appeals to a computer science brain. Like the, the math, the algorithm behind it, it's not just people are painting. It's not people layering images on top of each other. It's completely 100% on code generative, which means a program runs it 
and displays runs one algorithm with different variables and displays all the different variations. It's super cool. I think that's why it's, it's on ETH, but just an opinion. No, I love the take on it, to be honest. And I, I think you're completely right. Like, dude, at the end of the day, crypto is filled with a bunch of nerds. And I think that's what kind of plays into it too. Like, we love that aspect of it and understanding that the art's created from the same code that the blockchain is being leveraged is just a, is a win in itself. But you list, but what's happening? Hello, everyone. Yo, easy. Um, so uh, I wanted to change a bit the topic to something was discussed back uh, about gaming. Uh, maybe it's just me, but I'm still extremely bearish on the whole uh, NFT gaming uh, topic. Because when you look at the Venn diagram of like who are the gamers and who are the people into NFTs, I would say that the overlap is, is very small. Uh, no, people trade NFTs and spending a lot of time doing it. I don't think uh, any of us has that much time for uh, gaming on top of our IRL lives and jobs and things like that. And people who are into gaming, they like to buy a game, they know how much it costs, and then they can play for a certain number of hours. Uh, I know there's a huge backlash against publishing uh, companies that come with, uh, you know, all of this uh, pay, uh, you know, uh, DLS and things like that. So I don't see how, you know, we can convince, you know, someone who's not already into NFTs to come and to buy, you know, this several hundreds of dollars NFT so that they can play a game, especially because the games are not that good when you compare to games outside of the NFT space. So I think if the first... No blockbuster NFT games will have to come from companies that are already establishing in the gaming industry, and the NFT will need to offer something that uh, uh, that only NFTs can offer. I, I see the potential for the technology, but I don't see the market for for it yet. So uh, that's my take, uh, and I, I I don't think I'm the only one. And no, I just I wanted to any... add. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, something very different. Like uh, uh, you've been talking about Lisbon before. I'm I'm born and raised in Lisbon. I've uh, lived here almost all my life, except a few less years that I've lived in Boston. So, uh, but I'm here back again. So when you guys come uh, for Breakpoint in November, uh, if you want to, you know, uh, uh, to hang out with a local, just uh, hit me up on on DM, and I'll be happy to to meet some of you. No, absolutely. We'll be in touch for sure. I'll be out there for Breakpoint. Like wicked excited for it. But uh, I, I want to bring up some of the gaming thing too. I think you are right. Like at the same time, there's just not this interest in it at the moment. Uh, I stream with Kick some of these games and the conversation always circles back to you need to create a game that's more fun than Web 2 games. I've recently become heavily addicted to the Gods Unchained on Immutable X. And I was just more so interested to see why people were so excited to play it. It's a top, Immutable X is top 10 in volume and all NFTs for that specific game. And the UI on the website's unreal, extremely easy to play. It's uh, I forget what the comparisons are, but it's a card game and the cards are dirt cheap. Like I think I bought a full deck today for like $7. So that's a big win in itself because you're not spending hundreds of dollars on those assets to play and it's extremely easy to learn and use. And I think that's one, one where I'm like excited to see where it trends towards. I even saw that they have stuff completely integrated to Twitch where like you can interact with the cards on the Twitch stream. And that was really cool to me. They had like 80 to 100 concurrent viewers on one person's Twitch stream. So all of my conversations where I'm like, people need to start viewing these games to get interest started trending that way. So I'm curious to see where it goes, but I think you're right that it's going to be a matter of time and it could even be a potential longer time until we get like a, a big game adoption there. But Sweeper, what's happening? Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, I saw this uh, $20 million raise from Armani and uh, Coral and Backpack. It is super bullish. I think people are just throwing money at Solana right now, and I think we're going to get more and more money coming our way. 
And uh, even like, you know, it's kind of depressing. The market is down, like, you know, overall stock market. Crypto still in the shitter. And, you know, it feels like the NFT game. I mean, you can make some money, but it's a little bit more challenging. But we're getting a lot of like eyes and people throwing money right now into it where, you know, if you work in startups right now, people are very cautious with throwing money around. So I think, you know, for optimism, we got people throwing. I think we had a uh, seven million for Dust Labs, 10 million for B&J Studios and then 20 million for these guys. Um, I think it's just, you know, very bullish on the ecosystem long term. You know, even if we do, you know, go into like a bear, like a serious bear for NFTs, at least we're getting money into the ecosystem. So, you know, I think we can take uh, positives from this. And I'm just, I'm waiting for the ne- the first NFT to raise significant capital. That's not a game um, that raises NFT uh, capital on their NFT IP. So, still waiting on that. And I think that will be like a really good indicator to see, you know, if people are really throwing money into the NFT ecosystem. No, I like that call out as well. Like the fact that there are a ton of funds still circulating in, especially in this sort of bear at the moment, that's a that's a big win in my opinion for just the space as a whole. We do also have a ton of interest from like outside parties, Web2 brands that are starting to express interest and more of those are starting to express a ton of interest in Solana, understanding that it, it looks like it's not going anywhere despite a lot of the uh, the reservations initially. So right now I'm just kind of waiting to see where the next big raise hits. The backpack raise was unreal, uh, especially because right now, shout out Eddie, who was talking about it a ton. We haven't really seen its use right now, but clearly there's a massive value add for a company to toss $20 million at it. And I think that's just a start. Like Once the bull starts to circulate back, we're going to continue to see funds continue to push into the space itself and projects are going to capitalize on it. But I want to pass it back down to uh, Blex. Hey, brother. Uh, I just had a few questions about, uh, you said you can buy the seals uh, in Seoul now. I was wondering if it goes straight into the Phantom Wallet uh, and what marketplace you would use to do this. And also, would you be able to sell it in ETH? Yeah, so some great questions there. It's actually right on Magic Eden using CrossMint. There's an option on the NFT when you find one that you like to actually choose what you pay in. So you can pay in Seoul, pay in ETH, or use credit card. ETH does leverage the MetaMask integration. Soul will use a Phantom wallet. And what it does is it puts it in an escrow wallet for you to then transfer directly to your own MetaMask wallet after the fact. And from there, you do sell it in ETH if that's kind of the play there. Crossmint does all the translation of the fees and converting of the underlying token, but it's uh, backing it to actually allow like more or less a direct swap. So just streamlining that, that aspect of it and allowing you to basically do any funds in this case right now, it's just Sol and ETH, but their longer term goal is to allow more cryptocurrencies for that. And with the ETH support on Magic Eden, now you can buy Sol NFTs with ETH, buy ETH NFTs with Sol, that escrow wallet's in place, and you simply put in where you want to transfer that to. It's wicked easy to do. Uh, I've done it a couple times just trying it out because I was more interested to see how it works than anything else. But uh, yeah, and it even converts it right in that transaction. So you can see exactly how much Sol it is before confirming it and kind of just making that play. That's a dope play because, like, for people that haven't done ETH, like, I've never done ETH myself. So that would be a good gateway to get some ETH and possibly get into that ecosystem. No, 100%. And I just think it kind of creates that opportunity to use either and run with it. So I'm a huge fan of what they've done. It's just allowing for, like, an omni-chain perspective, something we've talked a ton about and makes it way more seamless. If you try it, you're going to realize, oh, man, that was a lot easier than I initially thought. And uh, I definitely recommend it if you're considering that to check it out on Magic Eden because that's where it's like fully supported. But Running Man, what's happening? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just agreeing with him, Slana Sweeper. I mean, you know, from the, apart from a couple of really bad weeks and, you know, really quiet periods, I mean, we've been pretty much alive during this bear market. And, I mean, in terms of um, dollar value on my trading, I mean, you know, we've been trading on an IR exposure. I've mentioned before, we've been trading on an IR exposure to Sol um, than the increments we've trading before. Um, so, you know, dollar, dollar value on my trades probably haven't changed that much, probably making more money, to be fair. Um, I'll, just going back to the gaming part, I mean, I was just thinking outside the box. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, people turn up in this space every day on Slana to trade NFTs. Um, it's the biggest game there is, and everybody enjoy, in this space enjoys doing it. Um, I did mention this to Hyperspace. Maybe there's a way of gamifying that in terms of tournaments or in terms of, like, some infrastructure around that to be able to, you know, gamify that. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, this is what everybody turns up to do, and this is what everybody loves doing. Um, currently, there's no infrastructure around it. I did mention it to Hyperspace, and they actually run a tournament with ABC, with you, um, and it was over over a course of so many hours. Um, I mean, obviously, you've got to think about the, um, the you know, the, obviously, wash trading, etc., and, you know, thinking some sort of, like, um, structure to it. Um, but I, I do think there's a definitely a way of gamifying actually trading NFTs and actually to, you know gamifying that basically. Um, just oh, I completely agree. Like trading challenges and other ways to kind of see that gives a huge opportunity for it all. You know, like that's where I'm excited yeah. to see marketplaces try. And dude, if you gamify trading. What that's yeah. going to do is increase the bottom line for royalties on your marketplace. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, if they dropped to like high level collection, it was like a Fortnite tournament. You know, and people watching it like live streamed and that. Like, I think it did. You know, for the, for the NFT space, basically the same. Um, I think it'd be very, very popular. Um, to be fair, um, once once it got adopted. Oh, absolutely agree, and I, I think we will end up seeing something like that. I'm not sure who will be the first one to try it out, but I'm I'm eager to see it. I like the live streaming kind of idea. People do it with equities and stuff like that on high volatile assets from like an option standpoint in a live setting. And I know that there's even streams where certain individuals, whales, will uh, trade like 1,000x leverage on crypto and people watch them make and lose millions of dollars in minutes. And uh, for some reason, dude, people love to watch that shit. Whether they're winning <laughs> or losing, there's just a yeah. huge interest in it for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm, well, I've, I've said to you, I think I'm going to be clicking the stream button on YouTube soon or later. Um, so, yeah, Absolutely, I'll, I'll, bro. I'll, I'll, I definitely think you will as well. So, yeah, it should be good. 100%. You know we'll both be talking about that and get something cooked up. I'm excited for it. It's a matter of uh, when, not if. But, Andrew, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, on the, on the gamified trading on Seoul, I mean, unless the aim of the game was who can lose the most money, Seoul brokies would have no idea what they're doing. Bro, they the FUD be... is unreal from you. <laughs> There'd be no winners, just pure losers. <laughs> Give him ten percent back. That that'd be the best way. But um, all jokes aside, uh, what do you think the reason is that there hasn't been a huge crossover from ETH to Sol? Like I uh, basically only trade on Sol now. Like it's it's way more fun, and I'm not five years old. Like I, I don't get territorial about, about an imaginary blockchain. Like what do you think the reason is that people from ETH haven't moved over to Sol yet? It's a tough question. I think I need more ETH opinions on it. I just always think back to the Frank and Nate Rivers space that was held probably like four months ago at this point, where Nate was openly complaining about not being able to move size from ETH to Soul, ETH kind of having those larger bags at the moment, and people who want to sweep a variety of projects have a more difficult time to get those funds moved over. That's where I do think that like something like Magic Eden, which to buy things in ETH, is going to get more of that adoption. But it's also just like for the longest time coming from myself, who was like heavy in soul back in September of last year. So over a year now, and I was shilling the hell out of it on the Nifty Morning Show and just being told I only make burger profits. They just didn't see the potential for it. And now a ton of interest is picking up. 
a ton of like desire to learn more about that ecosystem and what and how people are trading over here and even like what projects people consider like blue chips like the d gods and utes thing was a huge success in my opinion for getting more adoption on this side and i think it's just like catalysts need to happen to continue to show that there is existing projects it's not all rugs and that there's long-term aspects to it all yeah i mean i know personally the reason and this is i swear to god this is no joke the reason i was originally put off solana was when i saw ksi post that you bought a solana monkey business and i just thought nah this chain must just be full of bozos because this guy was the best counter trader in history he, he managed to lose two million overnight on Luna, like a complete bozo. And yeah, absolute top him. signal, bro. When that man says I'm, I'm going long, I get out of every position as quickly as I can with max slippage just to sprint towards the exit. Like I saw he bought, he, when he, as soon as he bought the SMB, I just thought, yeah, love, it's time to short. Like there's no <laughs> way I'm moving over. This is doomed. But I mean, I think it's his only play which he's made money on. But yeah, I mean, that was on- honestly my reason. I just thought if he's getting involved. But to be honest, since I've been here, I, I think it's, it is the future for sure. I also think there's loads of great projects on Solana, which cost, you know, 100 bucks, 150 bucks. Whereas on ETH, if you go to the projects that are $150, it's just complete rancid. Just like dead rug pulls still sell daily for like $600 on there. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's never going to change, you know, just kind of part of the game at this point. But uh, it's, it's great to have you over here. I'm glad that you're starting to uh, understand and enjoy the Solana trading aspect more and more. And I, I just think it's a matter of time till we get more adoption on this side, especially when people continue to realize like the progression from a development standpoint is so much faster. Like Magic Eden iterates at an alarming speed. Phantom Wallet's done more updates than anything I've seen on ETH. And like things like that are just a big win in my opinion because it shows that there's such a heavy development focus and an effort to make it easier for consumers and also provide functionality that can streamline it. Like the fact that the Solana phone got memed to hell, I agree like it's not the greatest idea, but the aspect behind it is like that's an immediate mobile wallet in everybody's hands and the D apps from it that allow developers to create games immediately on that is a huge win. And I'm just waiting for that to see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, for them, it was just tough. Like, creating a phone is going against Apple is just like, to be honest, I, I respected the audacity. I think it's more of, of a marketing play, to be honest. Like, yeah. I don't think they want phone adoption. I just think they want to show, like, dude, we're just going to try some shit and see what happens. You know, like, the Solana Labs has so much money, and it's clear that they're spending money, that I think the progress of the ecosystem is moving at such a fast rate. Yeah, completely. I mean, I remember I, I bought, you know, no biggie, I bought Soul at $3 ages ago. When I realized that the the uh, the founders went to the went to LSE Uni in London, and I was like, "Yeah, that's good enough for me," <laughs> and that's actually a pretty pretty good play. No, absolutely. I want to hit the rest of these hands before we wrap up here in a few minutes. Let's put what's going on. Then we're gonna hit David and wrap it up with Manny. I, I love the idea of the uh, gamifying trading, uh, and and uh, I mean, I, I, I know it sounds very bearish. I I do believe that gaming NFTs will have uh, uh, will are are definitely the future. But right now, I agree with what you just said. I think uh, we should start gamifying aspects of this whole uh, community. And there's already some projects doing that. You know, I, I, I don't have any bags of but this Outcast Academy or whatever. It seems to be gamifying uh, the whole engagement on Twitter. So I think it's a very cool idea. Uh, you know, Foxes have been gamifying the, the staking uh, aspect of NF- NFTs. So all of these gamifications of small aspects of all of the tasks that we're doing. These are right now, I think, the ways to go. 
and I'll definitely check out the project that you mentioned, Easy. Uh, you know, trading. Uh, I, I, I am a collector, and you know the way that I was sold on NFTs when someone told me like, okay, you you have like this, uh, you know, uh, collectible cars. Why are they valuable? You know, it's because they're authentic. They're not cannot copy them, and 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 that's how I was sold. Like, why an NFT should have its value? So I can definitely see how you know NFTs of like trading cards, and if they're cheap and you can like assemble your deck, and each card is like an NFT, that's a very cool idea. So uh, it's things like that that I could potentially see getting more mainstream adoption. No, I, that's one thing that got me interested was like just the ease of using it. And that's like the, the main industry where I could see gaming kind of just like how easy it is to do that stuff, you know. But David, what's happening? Yeah, just co- uh, tying a couple of things that uh, Andrew said and that Running Man mentioned before, too, is that Solana does feel like day trading, uh, maybe even like penny stock trading, where it feels like you buy something and you go to lunch and you come back and it's down like 80%. So it feels like a full time job. So I also think that's another reason why, you know, culturally, like people don't want to come over here. I haven't touched my MetaMask in like six months and I just started playing around with it again last month. And it's because I felt like I had to stand, like be in front of my computer, staring at my screen all day or else something's going to move without me. You have to get in quick, you have to get out quick and then it's over and you move on to the next project. On top of that, I think what makes Solana fun also makes it kind of annoying because now I have like 20, 50, I don't know how many staking things. Most of my things that should be staked aren't staked. Uh, I'm not collecting these tokens. Um, you know, Badcat, I was pumping them. Now I'm going to flood them a little bit. They they had like a 24-hour social staking. And then I had to check the Discord and said 48 hours. And check. So it was a full-time job to for like five days to figure out if I was in the snapshot for an airdrop that I don't even know what it is. And it feels like every project I get into, there's something that you have to constantly be checking in on, constantly staking, constantly doing this and that. And I have a job. Like I have things to do, Right. And I can't look at this all day. So now I'm kind of thinking like, maybe I should just pick up a CryptoPunk and in five years, I'll check on it, up on it and see where it's at. Maybe it'll be a zero. Maybe it'll be at a million dollars. No, I, I, that's something I, I'm still so mad about the CryptoPunk trade. I had moved money into ETH when they were down to like 50K and told myself they're going to 30 and then they just pumped to 100. So just, you know, pissing away a 50K opportunity because I thought that I could get a better entry. And yeah, I'm an idiot, but it is what it is. Mandy, what's happening? Then we're going to wrap with Running Man. Yeah, it was just, uh, so Anatoly had a whole video where he just talked about why they were building the phone. And I just wanted to mention that it's not so much like them trying to compete with T-Mobile, Verizon, Sprint, Apple, and Samsung. It's like these people are going to see them as a competitor and then they're just going to integrate crypto into their phones. And then that's it. Then they won, right? Because that's what they want is more users to use Solana. So I think that's the biggest thing there. It's almost like a Trojan horse to get us like 10 to 100 million new users with them thinking that they're competitors. So I just wanted to point that out. No, and I think that's a big piece of it too. Like, I mean, dude, everybody was talking about that phone when it dropped for weeks at a time. So like it's free marketing, you know? But uh, Running Man, what's happening? Yeah, and um, just quick sum up on the markets. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, we got this pre-sale meta coming in now. Um, if you're going to try the project out the gate, find out in advance whether it's been pre-sale on it and when it's being dropped and what the time horizons are that it's going to be dropped because it will affect flows you know on the daily going forward through the weeks after mint um so yeah look to take profits out the gate flipping maybe look to get in when the flows have bottomed out after this pre-sale drip has flattened them out that's basically what i'm doing at the moment um little um project i'm looking at at the moment sharkify um little you know anybody who's listening there probably 
would be worth gaining on Sharkify um, NFT loan, um, you know, basically sol loans. Um, so that'll be one that's gonna that's gonna fly, I think. Um, Dropping so Sunday, I'm excited yeah. for that. It's got the yeah. cute meta behind it. They don't look yeah. terrible. It's got cute little sharks and the, yeah, I like the art on them. <laughs> yeah, like the art yeah. on them. It's gonna fly, I think. Um, so yeah, anybody who's listening, probably that's a good one to get on a little bit of alpha there. No, I love that to end the show. Appreciate you as always, Running Man. Please pull back up more often. We miss you, my friend. But we're going to catch you all tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern time. That's another episode of Solana Made Easy. Shout out all the dope speakers. Shout out all the listeners rocking with us. And we'll be back again tomorrow.